0: welcome to the city setting podcast
1: hi guys i'm Jerrica and this is
0: (laughs) this oh i'm brian yeah hi (laughs) sorry got a little caught up in my radio announcer voice there and this
1: is podcast number three um so yay welcome back if you are coming back and welcome if you're a first-time listener If you are part of our Patreon or or Subscribestar VIP group, you have the opportunity not only to listen to this podcast, but see this podcast.
0: So you can see what I'm holding in my hand right now. (laughs) This proves that I'm not just the president of the company, I'm also a client. (laughs) To those of you who can't see what I'm doing, I am opening a bottle of mead and pouring it And spilling it (laughs) into a lovely wooden cup that I got at the Ren Fair that everybody seems to want and nobody else has. It's mine. It's the only one I found there. And no, I'm not giving it away.
1: All right. So, as we do with all of our podcasts.
0: Oh my God, this is good.
1: This podcast is sponsored internally, once again, by Viking Blood. And that is. Blood. Kind of. blood.
0: Blood. Blood.
1: Bleud.
0: Yeah, somebody told me it's actually one of those sounds that doesn't appear in the English language. And he, his, his cousin took him 15 minutes to teach him how to do it. But somebody also told me that it's the same as the uh sound in adieu. adieu. So, blud, okay. I guess. And if you're watching, you're probably laughing at me because my mouth just made that weird uh, you know sound. And motion. And that's exactly how that works, I guess.
1: So anyway... If you have watched our City Standing Brews channel, you may have noticed that we not only revamped our original Viking blood, which is a cherry mead, but we did a Viking blood clone. Dansk
0: Mods Viking blood. is a commercial product.
1: Which is on the shelf behind <laughs> us if you're watching.
0: Notice it's still sealed. We have not opened it yet. <laughs> um.
1: We This is our second bottle. We've, we've had one before. But mm-hmm. this is a hibiscus mead that is then hopped and fortified. So Brian, what he's drinking right now is just the hibiscus, hibiscus mead precursor to the hopped and fortified version. And
0: I'll tell you right now, you can stop right there. Yeah. It's that good.
1: Hib- hibiscus mead is delicious. I encourage each and every one of you, if you like to homebrew, to try a hibiscus mead. You will not.
0: This is good with pretty much anything. Pairing for food, pretty much anything. It's just that good. But anyway,
1: so on um, City Studying Brews, we have done the initial. No, we did both.
0: We did two. Yeah, the hop was out. How to hop a mead.
1: What, you are we jump looking, really high. What are you looking forward to?
0: The, the conclusion. The conclusion and the tasting. Well, it's not the true conclusion. It's close. It's going to be like the initial taste. And then we might give it like six months or something and see how it ages. Right. If it's not good. If it's really good, we're just going to drink it.
1: But what we're going to do is we're going to <laughs> drink ours. Yeah. But we're also going to drink.
0: Next to that. We're going to do a, a side-by-side taste test.
1: And do a comparison. And
0: see how well I did. Yeah. Since I had it once, like two years ago. Yeah. But you know, I have a pretty good memory for flavors. I think we can handle it.
1: And we have to give a special shout out to our friend Deborah, who was the one that actually purchased our original bottle. That's
0: right, she box. did, didn't she? She
1: did. So thank you very much, Deborah.
0: This is all your fault.
1: Cheers to you.
0: <laughs> so, something else we wanted to talk about. Um, we have a couple topics. Later on, we're going to talk about some new to brewing topics. And even if you're not that new to brewing, some of this might still apply, so don't go anywhere. And I did not over-caffeinate in case someone was curious. I didn't at all. I'm just, I've been under a lot of stress for the last week, and I'm trying to de-stress and be in a good mood, and a podcast is always a fun time for me, so we decided to do it. It
1: is. Podcasts for us are a time to just babble and go off topic. I know many of and you- we're allowed to. In our comments <laughs> on our videos are like, why do you guys talk so much? Well, in all honesty- Because it'd be awful
0: boring if we just sat here and looked at you.
1: I would like you to read Brian's article, The Hows Versus the Whys. And I believe that's posted on our website?
0: It's on our website, on our blog, yes.
1: Okay. Um, So go to city-studding.com, that is our website, and check out Brian's article. But you knew that already. The Hows and the Whys. Mm -hmm. And that goes into further detail as to why we talk so much in our videos and explain more than just a Mm -hmm. recipe, because we want you not only to know how to create what we're creating, but why we do what we do to create what we're creating.
0: I also have to say something. Yes, I really did write that article. I had two or three people ask me if I really wrote it because it didn't sound like me. Really? Yeah. One person actually said, wow, that sounds so deep and intellectual. That's not like you at all.
1: Shame on you, people. I want to reach
0: out and slap someone when people say... (laughs) I may be a doof, I may be a goofball, but I'm actually not stupid, (laughs) contrary to what some people might think. Um, Anyway, so, something else that we want, what? No, that's okay. Hmm? Continue. All right, should we just rewind that? We don't edit these things, so this is all just live.
1: So, keep on talking. All right,
0: something else that we wanted to talk about, and we did a little video on it, and everybody should know about it by now, is we split the channel. And I want to make it very clear. I am not angry at YouTube. We are not angry at YouTube. I do not think that the people that run YouTube are stupid. I don't think that what they've done is bad at all. I think it's actually the right thing. They get rid of a lot of crap that people shouldn't be seeing. They get a lot of offensive, violent, dangerous videos. They are pulling them out and demonetizing and removing them.
1: But beyond that, there's limitations to the system. And we understand this. Any system, regardless of it's YouTube, the internet, going to a mall, trying to shop at your local grocery store, any enclosed system has limitations. There's only so much that can happen within that system. And it's
0: run by a computer. So the computer can only know so much
1: we had to understand the limitations of YouTube system and it literally, we, we joked that it happened in one day, but it literally happened in one day that we we made the switch. Yeah. We, we've been pondering these things on how to grow the channel on how to do better and how to attract more viewers and to get our information out there. And then we saw a video, um, on YouTube
0: by Roberto Blake,
1: by Roberto Blake. He's if, a
0: really good YouTuber. If you're interested in building a YouTube channel, he's really good. Yeah. Him, Brian G. Johnson is another one that's really good. Yep. And Nick Nim and, and Nick those Nimmin. three guys. Yep. Man, if it wasn't for those three guys, we wouldn't have the channel we have today. Yes. And that's the truth.
1: So thank We've built you. on what
0: they said, but they got us a start and a really good solid foundation in getting it going.
1: Yes. So thank you, Brian, Nick, and Roberto.
0: Here's to you. What I want to say, though, um, is the way the algorithm works and before anybody gets all mad, let me just explain. Here's what happens. It's not about finding videos on a person's channel. You can still totally go to our channel and yep. find all of it. Well, not all of many more because I've been moving food videos over to, brew, over to <laughs> cooks. But you can go to a channel and see all the videos. So if you are that type of YouTuber, this won't affect you. Yep. If you use YouTube search to find videos and not really depend on subscriptions or notifications, this will not affect you and that's okay, I don't have any problem. Everybody uses that channel differently and they make it the way it is on purpose so you can do that. What I'm talking about is, let's say you're a subscriber, okay? You get a notification, hey, City Steading just made a, you know, whatever, me something video. You go, you watch it, you like it, everything's good. Even if you don't interact with that video, YouTube knows how much of it you watched. They don't tell us, who watched what, but we do get some of that information as far as how many people are watching what, how long, that kind of thing. Then, next week, another one comes out, and it's another Mead video, and you go, oh yeah, I want to watch that too. So you go and you watch that video too. Then the third week, another another Mead video comes out, and you watch that. Then the fourth week, we put out how to make cream of mushroom soup, and you say, Ew, I don't want cream of mushroom soup. So you don't watch it. This is an extreme example, but this is exactly what happens. Now next week, you two, we come out with another video. YouTube might say, well, they watched three or four, but they didn't watch that last one. So maybe they're not that interested anymore and they don't send you a notification. That's part one. So you don't get the notification, which means maybe you don't watch the video. So now it's two videos you didn't watch of ours, not just one, it's two because you didn't see the other one. Then the next time a video comes out that's just like the other three that you watched, you don't get a notification anymore because you stopped watching. It's not your fault, it's not YouTube's fault, it's the way the algorithm works. And because we put out content that you did not want to see, you stopped watching. Now, obviously, it actually takes more than one or two skips for that to happen. It's a very condensed version, but that's the gist, and that's part one. Then there's the other side to it, and this is what's more hurtful to our channel than anything else, and that is, you're watching one of our videos. If you look along the side, if you're on the computer, or whatever, you'll see suggested videos that go along with that video. If you don't watch all of our videos, you won't see our videos come up in suggested. So you might click on someone else's, which is great for YouTube and great for them, but not so good for us. So are we being a little bit greedy with this? Yes, we want you to watch our stuff. But we also want you to watch videos on YouTube because the way it works is any, any time we initiate a session, so like if you click from, our website or from Facebook to our you to one of our YouTube videos, we initiated that session because we got you there. So anytime that you watch there, we get credit for whether it's our video or not. And that is key. We don't get as much if it's somebody else's, but we do get credited. It's kind of like juice on Google. It gives us a little bit of an SEO boost, which is search engine optimization. Gives us just a little bit of a boost next time a suggested video comes up. And this is how Viking Blood, the original video, got its root. Modern Rogue, we all, I'm hoping you know who Modern Rogue is. They did an episode on how to make mead. I'm not going to make any judgment calls as to the quality or lack thereof of the mead that they made or the quality or lack thereof of the actual instructional portion of that video, but, Derek is giving me a look right now. I said I'm not going to make any comments on it.
1: Anyway, because they're such a huge (laughs) channel, because they are an awesome, fun, delightful channel. I actually like them. We somehow got Viking Blood recommended on their memes. It became
0: a suggested video after that video was played. And so
1: lots of the Modern Rogue viewers... Saw this weird city studying, you know, oh, Viking blood. And sure, and in one
0: week we gained like a thousand plus subscribers. Mm. It Just exploded. Yeah, and that was the start of our channel really becoming popular. Up until then we were nothing. We had like, what do we have? Like fifty or seventy five yeah. subscribers? Yeah, it was. We were we were dead in the water. Um, but after a couple months, what do you expect, right? You know. But anyway, that's how that that got its start. That video coincided with what the viewers were watching on the Modern Rogue channel in such a way that the algorithm said, hey, they might like this too. And they were right. And a lot of people clicked it and a lot of people watched it. But what happened is they watched that. And then they watched another one of our videos and then another of our videos. And it snowballed. And that's how the algorithm works. Well, originally, city setting was really meant to be gardening and cooking. The alcohol kind of came as a oh well I kind of it was a
1: side note I
0: kind of do that too so yeah. sure why not you know um, and I've always just done it in a very simple manner as everybody knows and it wasn't meant to be what the channel's about and it always kind of bothered us um, maybe me more than Derek I don't know we've we've not talked about it that much that we're being known as a brew channel and I'm like but we're not a brew channel I don't want to be a brew channel. So, but the
1: problem with the algorithm is that, we, in actuality, we were a variety channel, yep. and the YouTube algorithm really doesn't know how don't know what to, do to with those. categorize that because you're in a multitude of different yep. niches. So, so when it we looks at your content. when we finally understood that more clearly, thanks to Roberto, <laughs> we said, "Oh my goodness, we need to split the channel."
0: Well, there's more to it than that. There's even this side of it too, because we're a variety channel. YouTube wants to put everybody in a nice, neat little category. So they decided we're a brew channel. They don't tell me this kind of thing. This is my guess. They decided you are about brews. So anytime we put something that wasn't about brews, it got lowered, not suggested. It got lowered. And if you look, most of our brew stuff has a lot of views. And the cooking stuff has almost none. We have actually moved older videos over to the Cooks channel and had people who are long-time subscribers watch them and say, wow, this is great. And I say, yeah, that video went up six months ago. They had no idea because they never saw it because it was never suggested. It was buried. And that is what was killing half of our channel. But in doing that, it was actually dragging the bruise down too. Since we split, everything is starting to pick up. It
1: was astounding... And terrifying when we split the channel because we knew that this hmm. this had to be a good thing and this had, at least long term, had to have positive right. repercussions, yeah. I guess is the right word. Sure. Um, but we were scared to death of that initial hit, what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and not- that's
0: why I spent nine hours fielding comments the entire day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we got scared. over a thousand subscribers on the new Cook's channel. 1300 as a matter of fact. in less than a day.
0: Okay I wanted to get a hundred subscribers the first day that channel opened. Just a hundred I was gonna be happy. We got a hundred in the first 10 minutes that that channel was live. That's incredible. I know, most of them are our brews people who came over, but quite a few are actually people who are really only interested in the cook side. I'm actually quite proud of most of our viewers, though. We brought in a lot of people who, they were only here for the mead, and then they started cooking. I'm I'm proud of that. And those people, I felt like, okay, we might be doing them a little bit of a disservice by splitting the channel, but we're really not because now they can see both of those videos. Because it's not just what you do, it's what everyone does as a whole that affects how the algorithm affects our channel. So even though you might have watched everything, the next guy didn't, and that hurt you getting to see suggestions for the next video.
1: But what was surprising that we weren't anticipating is not only did the, the new Cooks channel explode, but that same day, the brew channel grew yep. quite tremendously and
0: the click-through rate for video yes views and there were up.
1: even people who watched all our brew videos yeah. but prior to the yep. split they were still missing some of the mm-hmm. brew videos and now with the split because the algorithm is it understanding where changed. to place us better People are getting to see stuff. They're getting that connection with us that they weren't able to get
0: before. We had several people make comments like, I thought you guys stopped making videos months ago. That day, or the next day, or the next day. They were getting notifications yeah. again on our videos. They hadn't gotten a notification for over three months.
1: Right. So that just re-emphasizes that this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a bad thing for the city city, city studying universe.
0: Actually, what's interesting is... <laughs> the City setting Brews channel, which used to just be City setting, the views number has not dropped. It's staying where it was. I pulled over at least 14 or 15 videos now, and they're getting their own views. So we're actually getting more views between the two channels than we were on just the one channel before. That tells me something was done right. right. And if you're interested in both, you subscribe to both, yeah. you get a notification for both. They're treated but separate but equal. And that... Makes all the difference in the world.
1: One of our concerns when we split is that we thought, oh, people are going to be irritated because now they have to subscribe to two channels. Well,
0: Most people watch more than one channel. If you
1: watch YouTube and you subscribe to any channel, more than likely you're going to subscribe to multiple channels. I, mean, I subscribe
0: to like 40 channels.
1: So that concern, I don't think...
0: Mostly for research.
1: ...was really something that we need to stress on so much, but we, we were trying to think of all the variables okay. and
0: we stress on everything because we, we do. <laughs> here's the thing i know there's a lot of people out there that make youtube channels there's a lot of people out there that are just tossing up a video don't really care we actually like worry about this we actually care and i'm not just saying this to be oh yeah we care no we really do i stress about stuff like this We we sleep <laughs> when we have problems in the group i really do get concerned when we have a problem person in the group. It's a big deal. The mods and, and us we talk about this and it's not if somebody gets kicked out of the group, which is rare. We've kicked we've booted less than what? 10 people out of 3200. Yeah. When that happens, it's an emotional roller coaster. It is. We don't want to kick somebody out. We don't want to remove anybody, but at a certain point when it becomes less positive than negative, We have to for the benefit of the group, and I hate to do it. It bothers me, and the mods will back that up. They know that I hate having to do it, so it just sucks. We get emotional about it. you know. We get stressed out. We worry about it. We lose sleep over it, literally. Um, The videos, the channel, all that, I care. We actually care. We put everything we have into this,
1: and And I don't just mean financially. You may think... It's odd to be so emotionally attached to this, but it's, it's the people. It's really because of the response we get from you, our people. our viewers. How does he
0: say that? The, For the people, no. I can't do it. He
1: makes a B in there somehow. For
0: the people. people, I don't yeah. know. You, those, are somebody, a bunch of you Mike out there knows. Know, yeah,
1: Mike knows. Some of you
0: know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, we get we get these awesome comments from our viewers, and it. It's humbling, and it's it's yeah. it really makes us very proud that we are able to share this stuff and make it a difference in somebody's life.
0: The first day that we split the channel, um, somebody put po- it was the next morning. Somebody posted in the Facebook group a picture of the bread they the had bread. made yeah. using the video that I made. They'd never made bread before. They'd never done anything like this before, and it came out like perfect first time
1: and they made it for their family so their yeah, entire family got to enjoy awesome. this thing that we helped them create and that for us email. is so rewarding it's
0: we got an email from a family yep I, mom and dad and two girls I think, I think right and it started with i don't want to ask you a question i want to stroke your ego <laughs> and i'm like what huh <laughs> And they went on to tell us that it started out with just like the two of them or somebody watching our videos and learning a little bit about brewing. And then it turned into a little bit of cooking. And then their kids started watching and they think Derek is a rock star. (laughs) I have to agree. But they started quoting little things that we do and started copying little things that we do. And the parents encouraged that. That makes me feel really good about what we're doing. That somebody's family gathers around to watch what we do and learn from it as a family. Those two kids, when they grow up, they're going to think independently. They're going to do things for themselves. And they're not just going to do something because somebody told them to.
1: And they're going to have a unique skill set. And um... I could just
0: picture they go over to a friend's house. So, did you, uh, did you make that pasta? <laughs> that wine that you're drinking. How long did you let that sit in primary before you racked it? You know? <laughs> I just think that'll be hysterical to see that kind of thing. That'd be awesome. Anyway. I would like to take a moment here and give a little advertisement. I'm sorry, but we have to. We are a channel that is run by two people, okay? That's all we got. And we, in order to keep the channel going, we need your support, okay? And we've just recently opened up a Subscribestar in the last week. Um, We do have a couple of subscribers on there already. And we also have Patreon. Um, those two things are the way to support us. So if you go to patreon.com slash city setting, and if you go to patreon.com, or I'm sorry, subscribestar.com slash city setting, that's how you can help support us. If you run under those links, just go to our website, go to any of our videos on YouTube, and they are there. I'm pretty sure the Patreon one has the hyphen, but it might not. It might just be city studying. It's always been a little bit of a bone of contention for me, but, you know, hey, the domain was taken, so I couldn't do anything about it. But every little bit helps. We do have a VIP lounge that is a wonderful place to hang out. And I try to be there as much as I can and give videos. And that's the end of the commercial portion of this show.
1: If you do not have the financial means to support us in that method, we completely understand.
0: Watch our videos.
1: We're strapped for cash ourselves. Um, But that's neither here nor there. If you watch our videos... YouTube has those commercials that they put in there, and those people that have those commercials give YouTube money, and YouTube gives us our little sliver of that for people watching. So watch our videos, like the videos, that increases YouTube's
0: uh, juice.
1: Juice.
0: We like it to juice.
1: <laughs> it, it makes. I don't sense. even
0: know that skit, but I know that line. <laughs>
1: It's it's all the uh, um, interaction yep. that our videos get tells YouTube okay this is a worthy video yeah. to get people to want to give them the money basic to gist of all
0: on. Of this is YouTube is run by Google owned by Google Google is a master at SEO and figuring out what people want to see next okay all they really want is natural interaction if you like what we do. And you tell YouTube and Google, I like what they're doing by subscribing, by clicking, clicking, you know, clicking the like, by commenting, by watching more of the video. Not multiple times, because that doesn't actually help. Watch more of the video. That tells YouTube and Google by that, that, hey, these people like this video. They like what this is doing. Let's show them another one of those videos. That right there is worth as much as being a VIP on Patreon to me. If you do that on all of our videos, if you, you know, but make it genuine. Don't make it fake. If you really like our videos, keep engaging, keep watching. It makes us want to keep doing it and it makes YouTube keep showing our stuff and increasing to a newer audience. Yep. We're still growing. Yes. I mean, the Bruce channel is up to almost 43,000 subscribers. Still going up by anywhere from 30 to 100 a day, which to me is mind-blowing. I know of people who have YouTube channels for four and five years that haven't broken a 1,000 subscribers yet, let alone having 43,000 subscribers. I'm actually kind of sad to go to forty-three because I like the number 42. (laughs) But I want 43. I want like 100,000 because I want that YouTube button.
1: Yes, we want the button. I want the button.
0: I want two of them. I want two of them. Actually, I want three, but that's a whole other thing because this is the city setting podcast, not the Brian Eyes podcast.
1: Yes. But speaking of the number three, oh. we have had some sad people, myself included, that oh. we divided into two city setting channels. One and dedicated canning is
0: kind of part of cooking. To
1: brewing so. and one dedicated to cooking. But there's a aspect Mm -hmm. of city setting that's getting neglected and that is growing and gardening which includes gardening and chickens yes Mm -hmm. Um, at this time we don't have enough resources to have three separate channels Yeah,
0: we just don't have the time to do it that's
1: the truth of it if we did we would totally have a city setting growing channel and that way everybody would be happy we already have a
0: name for it we just have to find the time
1: right um, so we're keeping to the two channel division right now because of time restraints and we want to be able to continually give out new, mm-hmm. uh,
0: but we are new videos
1: on both of those channels where we feel if we added that third channel, then it'd be tough. it's going to take away from somewhere.
0: some of you might remember we used to do three videos a week and, um, you probably saw by the weary looks and eye bags and stuff like that, that we just couldn't keep that up. Yeah. So trying to go back to that right now is a little difficult. There are certain yeah. times of year that we might be able to manage, but we are wedding photographers full-time on the side. Not on the side. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in the real world. In the real world. So it's difficult certain times of the year. Yeah. However, we are looking to the concept of having a City Steading Grows channel someday. It might be a month. It might be six months. It might be a couple of years. Yeah. When we can get to a point where we don't have as much wedding work to do, and the city studying universe is expanded enough to support us not doing as much wedding work, that's when we will really look at having a city studying grows channel. Right now, the Cooks channel, we need to get, I mean, not to talk about money again, but it's true. We need to get that channel to a point where we're getting ads and getting paid to show those ads on our videos. And that's called monetization. You've probably heard of it. And it doesn't cost you anything, just costs you, you know, you have to watch an ad. Um, we're not there yet. As of today, or yesterday, I think we're at 60,000 minutes of the 240,000 minutes we need. So we're looking at, you know, maybe another month before we're qualified for it. And then YouTube has to make a determination. Yep. I don't think it's going to be a problem. We haven't broken any rules. We've been great YouTubers all yep. along. We have two other channels besides that one that are doing well and haven't broken any rules. So I imagine it'll only take a week to 10 days or so. So maybe six weeks from now or so, that channel's going to be starting to earn some money once we build that up to where it's really working on its own we see where we're at and that's when we'll make a determination i'm betting you it's going to be at least six months to a year though yeah. I, I just can't see it any sooner than that because we want to devote everything we can to both channels now i don't want anyone to think that because we split that cooks is going to get all the attention because it's really not bruise is still we know where our butter is our bread is buttered And some
1: people may be confused by the release number that's going on in Cooks right now. And what is actually happening is we're creating new videos each week. Yep, every Tuesday. one goes to Brews and one goes to Cooks. Yeah, Tuesday
0: is Cooks, Friday is Brews.
1: And then besides that, Brian is migrating...
0: Yeah, old I try for one a day.
1: Cook videos over to the Cooks channel from the Bruce channel. You'll so see it, new
0: thumbnails and it maybe it may new look words.
1: like we're releasing a lot of we're videos really on Cooks, and that's really not the case. It's just those old videos yeah. are getting posted on Cooks from Bruce.
0: Which an interesting side effect to that. The reason we're moving them is because I don't feel that leaving them on the Bruce channel makes any sense. No one will ever see them. And they still drag down the Bruce channel. Now, when we remove them it hurts us, it does. just so you're aware. It takes away all the view time, all the views, everything. So I've had some heart attack moments in the last week where I looked at the analytics and went, oh no, did we make a big mistake? The channel is like dropping off, you know, 30% down. It's because I removed 10 videos one day. So all that watch time just went, it's okay. It we'll build it back up. I feel that we're actually doing a, a better thing by removing them from here and moving them to here. Just to give you an idea. This is some numbers again, but going into the analytics of these things, click-through rate is the amount of times that people clicked our video when it was suggested to them. Not notifications or anything like that, but YouTube says, hey, let's put this video up next to that and see if they watch it. The number of times people click through. In general, our bruise videos get anywhere from a 4 to 20% click-through rate, which is absurd. YouTube considers two to ten percent to be normal. We see four to twenty, so that's almost double on every standard. Our brews videos, and that's humbling to me. That's awesome. That means people love our stuff. But what it, what also has happened is all of our cooks videos. The, when they were on the Bruise Channel, the highest any of them had was 2%. And that was a rarity. Most were 0.
1: 0.6, 0.8%. Yeah, it was painful.
0: That proves to me <laughs> that people wanted to watch the Bruise videos and not the Cook's videos, and they weren't being suggested enough. They weren't being suggested to the right people. Cats and dogs living together, mass chaos. Okay? Mass hysteria. hysteria. That's for hysteria. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I <laughs> could say, yes, that man has no dick. That's the other line in that movie. What? It's a podcast. I can say I, whatever I want. Okay, so oh, I said it, and it's out there. No. Just let it hang. I bet, Okay, when I was 12, that was like the funniest line I've ever heard in a movie. All right? Maybe All right. I wasn't 12. All right, let's, but anyway, let's So once we move them over to the Cooks channel, and that channel is more focused on people who want to watch cooking videos, right now, as of this morning, the lowest click-through rate on that channel was 3.6%. Now keep in mind, the highest any of those videos had was 2% on the other channel. Now it's almost double that for the lowest one. We have some that are 15 and 18% click-through rate. That right there tells me we made the right choice.
1: Now for many of you, you're probably like, what the heck is Brian babbling about now?
0: And this is where I remember before when I said I'm not stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trust us. Mm-hmm.
1: These numbers and these statistics we pile over them, we analyze them, we recalculate and calculate and
0: Every morning when I'm having coffee, I spend about an hour going over our statistics to see what's working, what's not, what we should do next, what we shouldn't do. And sometimes I hit a conundrum where I don't know what to do next, often actually. But the split of the channel as scary as it was was the right thing to do. It's going to pay off in the end. It's going to work out well. Everybody that likes our channel is going to get the best of both worlds. Nobody gets hurt except gardening. That's the only, the only thing that gets left behind. But Derek is actually kind of taking care of that with her own Instagram. We're going to have some articles on the blog that'll get shared in the Mm -hmm. groups and stuff like that. So it's not going away completely. We just kind of need to tread lightly because here's the truth. The click-through rate of our cooks videos were low. Gardening videos were lower. Yeah. And it's, I believe it's purely because of the algorithm, and we didn't have many of them relative to the other videos.
1: Well, I think, I think brewing and cooking had more of an overlap than brewing and gardening did. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. The gardening thing, it just, it's what started city-steading. I mean, building our, our raised beds in the backyard and in you know, our first videos were walkabouts in the garden and stuff like that, which were horrible, by the way. <laughs> I know. I was not awake yet when I did them, but it was nice and cool at 6 o'clock in the morning. But those videos just got nowhere. Nobody watched them. Nobody was interested in them. And when we started doing cooking videos and bruise videos, that's when things started taking off. Also, we learned a lot about making videos and how to be in front of the camera yes. and what to do. And... Basically, you know what we did? Uh, here's how I do it. I stop thinking.
1: <laughs> if, it's, it's evident, isn't it? <laughs> I just stop
0: thinking and I talk and whatever comes to mind is what comes out of my mouth. I mean, you you might have heard me say this before, but you know that filter between your brain and your mouth? I was born without one. It's not that it's broken. I was born without one. I have to try really, really hard to not say stuff that shouldn't be said in public.
1: Cause there's children watching.
0: Yeah, they're or listening. We know there's children, and I feel guilty because every once in a while I do let something slip. Yes. The podcast I can be a little bit more, but you know what? Ghostbusters was a PG movie, so you know.
1: Alrighty then.
0: Hey, if they could do it, so can I.
1: All right. So you had a third topic in I in mind that you yep, wanted. We're to... We're going to do it. This is a long podcast, it? and it's okay. okay. So we're going to transition very roughly. Into this third topic and today's blue, blue, blue. today's yeah. third topic is...
0: If you're new to brewing.
1: That.
0: Things to avoid and things to do.
1: <laughs> this is more about the city A setting mindset... Tether. Yeah. Towards brewing, rather than just new to brewing, but we we have a lot of, of influx of... well, we There have con- been
0: some crazy stuff happening in the past week. We're,
1: we're constantly having an influx of new people oh, yeah. to the city dating group. Yeah, rivers. the city dating group gets and anywhere from is, 10
0: to 50 new people a day.
1: It is completely awesome, and we are all for it, but we hate to sound like Broken Records saying the same thing over and over again, and it gets a little taxing, but it's because... It doesn't matter how many times we've said it. If you haven't heard it, it's new to you, right?
0: Here's the thing. If you've watched any of our videos, listen to any of my rants, you probably realize we're more or less natural, simpler brewers. We are not here to teach you how to become a commercial brewer, though that's actually happened. We are here to teach you how to make your own stuff that tastes pretty good, to feed your family, to get yourself drunk if you really want to, to have a nice glass of wine with dinner, to impress your friends with a nice mead that you made. That's what we're here to do. If you expect to go on and win competitions and things like that, that's a whole different category. Lots more things are necessary, things that I don't even want to get into. I have five million things I got to do in a day, and that ain't one of them. Okay. (laughs) So, to us... All the chemical additives, potassium sorbate, Camden tablets, uh, bentonite. Don't even get me started on bentonite. Why would you want to put mud in your stuff? All
1: right, all right. But it didn't. No, out.
0: this is what Shake they need up. to hear. I, this is what they came to hear. I, us I understand talk about.
1: that, but we're going to be calm in right, Just so
0: you're aware, this stuff that I'm drinking is 11.1%. <laughs> this mug was almost full. Now it's almost empty. So you get the real, Brian, now.
1: I am drinking tea, Earl Grey. Do we Gray. say that with quotes? Hot. No, it's actually Is Earl it still Gray. hot?
0: It's like two hours old.
1: Well, it's not hot anymore, but...
0: <laughs> tea, Earl Grey, cold. Y-
1: you're, you're rooting.
0: <laughs> anyway, so, you know, I'm just going to be a little bit honest here. We've had a lot of issue lately with people bringing up the concept of chemicals and additives and this and that. Somebody actually said that I said it was okay to use potassium sorbate. No, I never said that. I, our belief on this is this you can use whatever you want. We actually don't want to tell you what to do. Our group on Facebook is founded on the premise of doing it simply and naturally. So if you really want to use all that stuff, more power to you. You're just not going to do it in our group. And And I hate to be rude that
1: way. It's not just our group. It's the entire city's studying universe. Yes.
0: The group is where it it culminates for the most part. I see comments on our channel. I just ignore them when people talk about that. So if somebody goes in there and says, oh, you should use this, I'm either going to remove the comment or I'm going to ignore it, depending on how (laughs) vulgar they came across. However, the use of chemicals, why we don't. All right. Here's the truth. Go read the back of any package of any food in the grocery store. You're gonna find things that you probably don't know what they are. In a loaf of bread, in a package of meat, in vegetables, in any canned product. Why? You know why? Because some companies making money off it. That's why. Or to extend shelf life, or to make it look prettier, longer, Nothing to do with making it taste better or be healthier for you. So, to me, the healthiest food is the closest it is to the ground it came from. And that's for, that goes for meats, for vegetables, for herbs, for everything. Half the time when we cook, Derica walks out in the backyard, cuts the herbs, cuts some peppers, cuts some vegetables, cuts whatever, and we cook it within an hour. That's the way to eat. Can we do that with everything? Of course not. No, it's just not possible. We have to buy our meat somewhere. We, you know, so we do what we can. The we, best that we can. We're
1: city stutters. So city is still right. in there. We live in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is a city.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. So we have neighbors 20 feet in each direction.
1: Yeah, so I I don't have a farm in my backyard. I just Although have a backyard. Although we almost we
0: almost do.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I can't have a cow. I can't have goats. Right. I can't have pigs.
0: We grow what we can, we use what we can that's as natural as possible. Even when we buy stuff at the grocery store, we don't buy something that's boxed and packaged and processed. We buy raw materials. We'll buy flour. But I check that flour. I make sure it's not bleached. I make sure there's no extra chemicals. I don't really want even enriched flour because that means it's been modified and they had to put stuff back in that they took out to make it modified. It just gets crazy. So we try to be as good as we can. Are we perfect at it? Of course not. We always, there's always going to be something that we get that's not as good as we'd like it to be or whatever, but we do the best that we can. And that's all we want other people to do. So when I see somebody saying, oh, if you just add sorbate to that, for what purpose? What is it doing? Let it ferment. Let it finish. You'll be fine. Oh, I used Camden tablets on this and it didn't work. It didn't start fermenting. Why? You killed your yeast. That's why. We see this all the time. I'm seeing people making simple mistakes and they're using chemicals to try to fix it they don't realize that the chemicals they're using to fix it are actually the problem mead wine cider beer these things all want to make themselves all we have to do put it together and stand back let it happen all you got to do
1: now there's a caveat to that because some people like to call us out and say oh well you're all about this but when you process meat
0: you use chemicals well my ham
1: there's a big difference between potentially making vinegar in a brew and getting botulism, getting botulism in meat.
0: Cuz botulism Botulum is almost undetectable.
1: Can equal death where mm-hmm. vinegar is just vinegar. It's still good for
0: you. <laughs> Actually, vinegar might vinegar is arguably better for you than the brew that yes. you made it from. Yes. This is true. <laughs> so, you know, that's not a bad <laughs> thing. But this is the things that that come up a lot. And today, today is Friday. Um, Some of you might have seen there was a rather large, um, not argument, but announcement that I made about chemicals. We've changed our rules of the group. It's not allowed. Period. I used to say, you know, if you talk about it, you're not going to get banned for it and you just be unpopular. No. Now, if you talk about it, you're going to get a warning shot. And if you keep doing it, I really hate to say it, but we have to remove you because we have 3,200 people in that group.
1: And the reason why we did this isn't to be elitists or no. narrow-minded. It's because there are actually quite a few different types of brewing groups oh, already yeah. established there's on hundreds. Facebook. There's hundreds. Ha- In me, just I've alone, been kicked out of four or five. There's a bunch. Um, and most of those <laughs> are using the... The modern methods they are using all those chemicals and we are one of the few places that don't that don't. And so
0: we get picked on for it.
1: We're keeping this little place, this little neck of the woods, if you will, the natural and simple way. So we're not saying don't use chemicals. We're just saying... If you choose to use chemicals, then those other places that use them might be better suited for you. Yeah. And so that way we can can keep this place for when you want to do something simple and natural. Mm -hmm. When you want to do something simple and natural, come here and talk Mm -hmm. to us because that's what we're focusing on.
0: Yeah. We're seeing a lot of people that are questioning it and that's cool. I want you to find out for yourself. We did. And what did we find out for ourselves? We found out that we just didn't want it. It's personal preference. And I said this to someone earlier today. You cannot prove or disprove personal preference. No scientific test is going to make it worthy or unworthy. And the person that asked that question, I'm not going to mention names. I don't like calling people out like that. If they understand what I'm saying, I hope they do. I don't mean them ill will at all. But we are not going to have analysis and, you know, this overt big deal made of the good versus the bad of these things. The simple gist is thousands of people for thousands of years, have made stuff without this stuff. And they've loved it. Our people, the people who really get city setting, don't use this stuff, and they know why. Because they choose not to. If you are one of those people, you're our people. We're with you. I'm a why. I'm not a. I'm Actually, I'm a why, not yes. a how. Yes, yes, yes. I don't want to be told, don't do this. I want to be told why. And the real reason why we don't use the chemicals is because they're just not necessary. That's the real reason. That's the why. You want to go find out for yourself? Go for it. Come back to us when you're done. I'll be happy to
1: have you back. we actually encourage people to experiment and test Mm -hmm. and analyze things and find out what's right for them. Our community in um, city setting is an, They've in, already done in, it. is an international community. So we don't have people just in the United States. We have people yeah. all over the world. And because of that, they have different resources available oh, to them. Oh,
0: yeah. Some
1: of them have honey that we dream we can yeah. get our hands on. And others or, can't even get yeast. And some can't even get yeast. So you have to adapt to your environment and use what is available, what right. resources you have in your location. And we want to location.
0: stay accessible to everybody that wants to do it our way. And
1: that's another reason why we try to keep it as simple as possible, so that way we can have that broad reach to as many people as possible. The other
0: reason I like to keep it as simple as possible is this. A hundred years ago, people did all this stuff in their home. They made their own beer. They made their own wine. They did all this stuff. And was it as good as commercial? I'm going to bet it was better. In a lot of ways, better. Less crap in it, much more healthful and probably tasted as good or better than anything. Consistency might have been the issue, but a really good home cook can make the same thing. Yes. A million times and it'll taste the same. Yes. So there's that. But that's why we like to keep it simple. We want it so that when you come home from work, because we know most people work out of the home, we work at home, so for us this is easy to do. This is part of our job, right? But if you work out of the home, you work nine to five, let's say, you get home by six o'clock, you're exhausted. We want you to already know I have stuff in the freezer. I have stuff waiting, stuff ready. I can make a good, healthful, made-at-home, as natural as possible meal for my family so we don't have to go through a drive-through or order takeout, and you can have good, quality, healthful food for your family. That's what knowing where your food comes from.
1: And that's another reason why on City Studying Cook's channel, we try to um, put in there different ways of storing the end product. Right. So like if we're making pasta, we talk about drying the pasta mm-hmm. or freezing the pasta for storage. So that way you can make it. Make a bunch. And then freeze it. And freeze it or dry it. And that way you have it for that instant
0: I want to say something meal. else. When I say to do it as naturally and healthfully as possible. What I mean is this, let's just take spaghetti and meatballs, for example. If the best way that you can do this, the easiest, most efficient way for you is to buy a box of pasta, a jar of the best quality ingredient sauce you can get and to buy say frozen meatballs that don't seem to have too many questionable ingredients. If that is really the best you can do, Go For it,
1: good for you because I'm that's 10,000. You are putting times some
0: thoughts into what you're putting on the going plate. through
1: the drive through of McDonald's.
0: You are thinking about it. <laughs> if you just grab any old sauce that has tons of sugar and you grab the wrong kind of pasta and you grab some crappy meatballs, now I question it. But buy the best you can get of those things. I'm okay with that if that's the best you can do. But then at some point, say, you know what, I'm gonna make my own meatballs. Buy good quality meat, use good quality breadcrumbs. Even if you bought the breadcrumbs, I don't care. Make those meatballs, freeze them. You have them. Then, that's just one step. Then the next step, make your own tomato sauce. Next week, we have a marinara sauce coming out. Really super simple. You can freeze this stuff. Keep it for months. Then that's the next step. Then the next step is the pasta. Don't be afraid. Pasta's so easy to do. We don't buy it anymore at all. We literally say, hey, we're going to have pasta tonight. We make it, then cook it. It's that fresh.
1: If you watch, um, (laughs) we've mentioned my Instagram channels, but if you watch... Or channel, is that what they're called? Instagram channel?
0: Your Instagram profile page, your your grid, okay, if you will.
1: Well, I don't know.
0: I'm not an Instagram savvy kind of guy.
1: Yours is what?
0: What? Mine? Mine's photography. No,
1: for city studying.
0: City studying. Oh, okay.
1: So just (laughs) city studying. City studying. One more. Okay. Anyway, so the city-setting Instagram, we show pictures lots of times. We're, Not we, enough, by the we, way. We've become those people, air quotes. Yeah, we have started we photographing, photographing and videotaping
0: every freaking thing <laughs> we make.
1: <laughs> but if you look at lots of the um, Asian-influenced meals that Brian has made, almost all of those were made start to finish in... An hour. 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And that's making the pasta, marinating the meat, cutting up and prepping all Oops. the different parts, and then putting it all together yep. from start to plate.
0: The biggest thing is prep, and we know that. Yeah. You can prep most things ahead of time. You can freeze a lot of stuff. We had an, a surplus of carrots and celery this year, so you yep. know what I did? I did some into matchsticks, some into chunks of carrots, and celery we just chopped up, we put them in bags, we froze them.
1: Yep. So they're, they're ready to go. We just pop them out, and we can put them in sauces. We they're can put them in cut. soups. We can put them in stir fries. We can put them in whatever we yeah. want to put them in.
0: And we're saving that for when we don't have any. We try to buy as little as possible, but, you know, sometimes you got to, and it's okay. We totally understand.
1: All right. I think we have babbled enough.
0: We didn't really do anything of the new brewers. We more talked about Kim's, but that's okay. We can save that for next time. But we're coming up on... Um, Almost, what, 50 minutes? 45 minutes at this point? That's yeah. a little bit long. I'm really sorry. I'm going to apologize right now for all you people that had to listen to me babble for 45 minutes.
1: I think I think it was a culmination of two weeks of stress and frustration, and we just wanted to to reconnect and reground we ourselves. We wanted to spew. Brian wanted to spew. I did not want to spew. Oh, um, if you
0: let me go, there's yeah, more. Yeah,
1: that's why we're cutting it off now. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to us, and we hope to for you to tune in next time And remember, check us out, the two channels on YouTube, City Studying Brews and City Studying Cooks. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day.
1: Bye-bye.